This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. I'm Jared Stern. I think people should listen because we're desperate for attention right now. (laughs) I'm also Jared Stern. This is what I like to call an exercise in benign narcissism. And you're Between Two Sterns. Hello. You seem to be coming from us live from your bed. This is my 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 mono battle station, my mono nucleus. That's your uh, that's your quarantine section. Well, not so much quarantine. I'm not I'm not contagious, and uh, thankfully, Andrea got tested and she does not have it. So we are not. Thankfully, we are not mono imano. <laughs> that's good. I I am happy to announce to all of the listeners of Between Two Sterns that we do finally have a sponsor, even though they're not paying any money. And, and oh, we have a sponsor. I can't Between wait to Between Two hear. Sterns is now brought to us by Cognitive Dissonance. Oh. Um, for those of you, uh, for those of you listeners who are listening, a common phrase on Between Two Sterns, uh, I found out like literally five minutes ago about this, uh, this shooting in Texas. Um, yeah. This. And we got to record this thing. We don't know what to do. Uh, but, th- but that caused me to spiral a little bit. So, so on the topic of cognitive dissonance, Jared, and we'll get to the funny in just one second. Sure, um, please. And, and for those of you who are sitting there going, uh, but Jared Stern, Jared Stern, this is not the topics that you talk about on the podcast. We won't do it for too long. But Jared, um, how many mass shootings do you think has occurred in the United States in 2022 already? only 19 weeks into 2022. All right. So we're 19 weeks in. I'm going to say that we average one a week. I'm we're at say 198 we mass shootings. And that we was average- as of May 15th. That's not taking into account the three additional ones that have occurred in the past eh, 10 days. Good Lord. It's crazy. And uh, we won't get into it too much, but I, I just I, I just wish I heard one because here's the thing. I'm not against guns. I'm really not. My, my, my dad and I went shooting a whole bunch growing up. I, I am not anti-gun. I just wish the NRA and some people would just grow the fuck up and say, OK, now we need to do something stricter because you're it's not averaging. What, what, what did you say? One a week? No, it's 10 a week it's right now. It's le- barely more. It's more. Slightly more. Yeah. Well, it's an average. And I'm, 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 I don't mean to laugh about it because I'm not, I'm not happy about it. It's just one of those things where it's like, well, we had another mass shooting. Let's all gather around and do nothing and see if that works. Nope. Still nothing. Okay. No- Look, if you followed our podcast, you recognize the fact that Jared and I have tediously meticulously, scientifically experimented with doing nothing with our careers over the course of a combined 30 years, and nothing has changed. <laughs> nothing begets nothing. You yep. got to do something at some point. And uh, yeah, for anyone who has been involved in any of these 198 or, or tertiarily affected by it, um, my heart goes out to you. And um, yeah, here's knocking on wood that nobody we know is affected by the next 10 that will occur in the next week. So. Yeah, it's, it's heavy. Cause I mean, this one, this one is a, uh, was an elementary school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
So starting out on a high note. Um, high note. <laughs> let, let me, let's pivot very quickly. Sure. Why does pink have its own name? It's I'm... light red. I, it's <laughs> light blue. What? We have light green. We have light, we have light for every other color in, in, in the spectrum, but light red seems to have its own qualification of pink, otherwise known huh. as my daily complexion. But really, <laughs> why does pink have its own name? That's a good question. I would counter with why is indescribable an adjective? <laughs> That's also true. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. It's the one thing an adjective is supposed to do is describe something, <laughs> but to call something indescribable. That's just that's just lazy writing. It's just oxymoronic right there. Yeah. Uh, but so what what got you to to that exactly? Where where did I, that come from? I don't know. I, I've had a crazy week. I, I so <laughs> we we had um, Val's sister up last week. I think you recall mm-hmm. me talking about this. And I drove her to Syracuse on Thursday morning. Drove so it's an hour to Syracuse. Happy to drive her back. That that's not the point of this. Drove her to Syracuse. Hour there. Hour back. Got to the shop. We worked all day. Um, and then Val and I were just exhausted by the time the day ended, which was really nice when we got the text message uh, from my dad saying, so we're thinking about leaving around uh, 1115 tomorrow should put us in your area by 230. And we're like, what the fuck? Oh, your parents were planning on a on, we on knew. thing and didn't tell you? Oh, no, 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 no. We knew they were coming up, but we had only talked about the date once. And for some reason, Val and I locked it in that they were coming up Memorial Day weekend. And Oops. nope, it was this week. So that was a hot scramble to clean everything. Oh, my God. So we had them up until Sunday. It was great having them up. Lovely weather. We went out on a boat. We toured the Thousand Islands up here. We walked around a castle. It was magnificent, a beautiful castle. What castle is in Watertown, New York? So not in Watertown, but in the Thousand Islands, where the dressing comes from. The Thousand (laughs) Islands. Yeah, one island had ketchup, one island had mayonnaise. And they were like, I got an idea. Two boats hit each other and they mixed together. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever the saga is for the Thousand Island dressing, it comes from up here. Anyway, uh, um, all these little islands up here, you can buy an island for like a million bucks now. You can put whatever you want up there. So back in the day, when this area really got um, commercialized was uh, when people who were living in New York realized how beautiful it was up here. Land was really cheap. You could just build an island. So there are castles on like a whole bunch of these islands. But as the tour guide says, everything always burns in the Thousand Islands. So even though you're right next to the water, like 50 to 100 of these castles have like lit on fire and burnt down over the years. That one um, burned down, fell over, then sank into the swamp. <laughs> exactly. So this one island called the, uh, I think it's um, Hart Island, Castle Balk on Hart Island. Um, oh. Very, very, very rich dude. Demoed the entire island to make it look like a heart because it was a gift to his wife. Um, oh my God. And built this, I mean, when I say it's a castle, Jared, it's like, it's like a fucking castle. Like you felt like you were walking around the real Disney. I mean, this thing was mass folia accessible. Does it by take book. up? Does it take up the entirety of the island? Yeah, yeah. So there are these big? little. So what we learned is the only thing that quantifies something as an island is it needs to have one tree. So there was like one island, which was literally enough room for like fifteen people to stand on, and one tree, and it counts as an island. Sure. Um, but this thing was massive. A main castle, a secondary castle. Uh, but the, the, the legend goes that they got to about 95% completion for this thing and his wife died, just died tragically oh. out of nowhere. And so he uh, sent a letter to the island and told all of the builders to put down their tools, no more building, 
no more doing anything with the island. It sat empty for years. And then on his deathbed, he sold it back to, I think the city of, um, or the state of New York mm. uh, for like $1 under the condition that one, nobody ever stays or sleeps on that island in the castle because his wife never got to. Two, it can never be more than 95% complete because it was never, it has to remain un- incomplete. Okay. And three, uh, it has to be open uh, to the public uh, to be toured as a tourist place. So you have Canadian boats coming. It's right in the water in between Canada and New York. Because um, I, was, I was thinking that would be a fantastic Airbnb. You could get a fortune for the, like walking around this thing, whether it's an Airbnb, whether it's a very elaborate, like clue level escape room, you just do yeah. murder mystery. Oh my God, you would make a killing up here doing that. I mean, because they do wedding parties there. They're just not allowed to stay there. And you're not allowed to have any receptions there. It's just, but it's absolutely beautiful. It's, 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 but when it comes to a person's last wishes, yeah, if they wrote it into something. Now, if you violate (laughs) those wishes and they're they're not around, I mean, what, what exactly can be done? Like, does it, does it guarantee a haunting at that point? I was going to say, I think you're pretty much guaranteed a haunting at that point. In which case, I say that the, the castle is even more of a draw uh, as, as a tourist attraction. You just pop into one of those rooms, stay in and sleep overnight, and then all of a sudden you, you become, um, what, Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost? You just start seeing... Or, or maybe one, you know, one of the rooms that is only 95% complete, the walls start bleeding. Who knows? But it's... Isn't Amityville in New York? Yeah, I think. Yeah. I want to so say there's. That. There's a tradition of that going on in, in the area. I don't know where Amityville is in relation to Watertown. I know I Salem is in New York. Um, Salem's in Massachusetts, which is very close to New York. I think mm-hmm. I think America has a long history of doing some shitty things to a lot of people. And every time you find pockets of that, whether it's burning women at the stake because you called them witches, you can get, you can get a dusting of hauntings all, all around this country. Well, I, I was going to say a lot of America is haunted because it was built on an Indian burial ground. Right. Yeah. I mean, all of America, I think, <laughs> except for that, which we purchased from the Spanish. Right. Um, sure. Yeah. So I'm assuming you don't have much this week as you've been I mean, bedridden with mono. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've taken, I've written down a right. lot of stuff to carry this week if need be. So, all right. A couple things. So, yeah, I was largely where you see me now. <laughs> For a lot of Saturday and Sunday, but I took that time, I took the time on Sunday anyway, to catch up on uh, like the MCU movies that I haven't Ooh, seen yet. Okay, okay. Saw, saw Black Widow, saw Shang-Chi. You hadn't seen Black Widow yet? No. You're I way hadn't. behind. That's like a know. year ago. I know. And it released directly to Disney. I'm aware of this. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm just... So now all of us are aware. You're aware, I'm aware, and the listeners are all aware. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it just... I don't know why I never got around to it. I had, I had heard underwhelming reviews or something. It wasn't bad. Enough, enough of it. No, it was fine. It was good. I actually... I, I very yeah. much enjoyed it. I like... Uh, Yelena's you know, fantastic. The, his Florence, her sister. Flor- Florence Pugh is, fan- is great and a perfect person to carry the mantle exactly. of Black Widow yep. into the future. The, the Russian version to... of the Russian version of Captain America, hilarious. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, although it was funny because I found myself Googling, how old is David Harbour and how old is Rachel Weisz uh, as, as it relates to Scarlett Johansson? Like Florence Pugh, it makes sense that David Harbour and Rachel Weisz yeah. could have been her parents because she's 25 or 26. Right. And they're like, I think Rachel Weisz is like 
50-ish? Yeah, but they're not their actual parents. It's just no, the I illusion understand. of parenthood. Yeah, yeah. I understand. I guess I, I, I get that much. And obviously, as the movie went on, I found that out too. But just, just for believable believability's yeah. sake, the fact that she's only like fifteen years older than Scarlett Johansson. I should have said this to you over uh, over Instagram, and I t- can't take credit for it. Mm. But there was a comedian who did a set that floated around Instagram about breaking down um, the Jetsons cartoon and how old everybody is on the Jetsons. And it gets pretty, pretty creepy because it has the year that they were born and then their age. And so like um, Judy Jetson, the the daughter Mm -hmm. is like 16 years younger than her mom, which meant that her mom was like 16 or 17 when she had her. And George is like 10 years older than the mom. So there's like some very futuristic, like inappropriate age <laughs> stuff going on here. If you look at the breakdown of the ages of the Jetson characters. Speaking speaking of, of weird age stuff, uh, as far as uh, things that we were, that we grew up with. Yeah. There's a picture floating around of the Cheers cast. Ooh. And like what age they were supposed to be. Ooh. When the show aired. And like Norm is supposed to be like, 35 well 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 yeah i'm feeling much better about myself now i don't know about you sure but like i guess people just aged differently back yeah yeah because there weren't as many um hormones and chemicals and all the food just (laughs) i guess i mean everybody back then was smoking nonstop. also true i think that that had a component to it there were a lot of things people were doing back then to maybe prematurely age themselves visually so on yeah, topic of, mm-hmm. of inadvertent yeah. premature aging, I've mm-hmm. learned after kind of having a seven-year-old seven-year-old around me nonstop for like a month, give or take, I think it should be legal for all parents to be able to do cocaine. <laughs> just to keep up? Just to keep up. Just to keep up. Because like you never sleep. <laughs> we were watching her and I forget, I think she went to gymnastics for like two hours or something. And Val and I, were. it was like the first two hours we had by ourselves in like four or five days. And we laid on a couch and took a nap for two hours. I've taken three naps this week because it's just nonstop. It's nonstop. I've taken several naps this week because <laughs> I have mono. I was going to say, maybe maybe I have contact mono or something. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, oh, also, also, I took your advice. I took your advice because I remember last episode I mentioned the pentaverant oh and, yes, 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 and, yes and i said i had only seen one episode right, I was right judging right. it i was judging it based upon one episode you okay know, you can't do that i'm afraid you what's gonna happen you're judging things unfairly if you only judge <laughs> by one episode so i watched episode two and episode three now i watched it when i watched episode two i kind of had the same vibe as episode one right right but like you said give it three episodes Gotta give it three to to, to truly get a feel and who is front and center on episode three? <laughs> Fucking Ken Jong, right there, just right just there, <laughs> trying to coast on being Ken Jong, uh, and just Ken Jonging the whole thing up. And if it wasn't, if I didn't think it was bad, mediocre, too bad before, which I did, that completely pushed it over the edge. It, I will never complete the the, uh, the remaining three episodes. That's fair. I, I haven't started it yet, but I, I, I will. I will. 
So I, I have a couple of other things, but one more kind of random thought I've had this week, which I think Please. is like kind of like a, this is more of like a catch-all episode of just random thoughts that I've had. By the day. way, just just so people stick around, yeah, we do have, we have a, a big fairly big announcement, very big announcement a for for the end of the show. Oh my god, it's massive! So, I mean, even though we things seem a little, you know, yeah. helter skelter right now, oh, just this is going in a direction. Stay tuned. Circling a drain. Something, something good's coming at the end. Or the big so about. Oh, either fast forward or no, don't do that. Yeah, don't Just hang out. Stay through hang for out. this. We got something good for you. I feel like the question I'm about to ask is going to register with an, at least a few members of our audience. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about this. I wasn't a big Star Wars guy growing up. I was more of a Star Trek guy. Okay, but I do respect Star Wars. I do like Star Wars a lot. And with the announcement of Obi Wan, the uh, series with uh, Ewan McGregor coming out. I would like to revisit what is oftentimes a very overlooked moment in the very first Star Wars movie ever, A New okay. Hope. And I'd like your take on it because I have my own personal take on it, which I think is very interesting that some people might like. Okay. What do you feel? I'm gonna ask you the question, then I'm gonna pose why it's a contradiction. And then I'm gonna ask you the question again. Okay. So the question becomes, what do you believe Obi-Wan meant when he said, if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you could possibly imagine to Darth Vader. That line, okay. what do you believe that line meant? Well, just knowing what happens to Jedi when, when they die, he becomes, you know, one, I assume one with a force or a force ghost or whatever the hell he became. And, and that's, I, I think that's what he was referring to. I'm willing to accept that. However, in what way did him becoming a force ghost make him more powerful than he could possibly imagine? Because Anakin is a trained Jedi. He is well aware that if he strikes Obi-Wan down, he will become one with the force. And the argument could be made that Anakin is aware of how powerful he could become becoming one with the force. So how could he become more powerful than he could possibly imagine? I'm going to pose this counter Go ahead. theory that George Lucas didn't realize that Star Wars was going to become the large, mm -hmm. uh, just amorphous blob of mm -hmm. content that it, it, now, it now is, right? I think he probably had, I, once the first trilogy was done and the story started to branch out a little bit, a lot, there were, you know, there were novelizations that were yep. done. Uh, I think because it was such a successful entity, the th that trilogy, it's a classic. All three movies are great to varying degrees. They are uh, cultural touchstones. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then he realized, crap, <laughs> I have to fill in a backstory now. That's a great response, but it's incorrect. Mainly because, oh, little oh, in okay. fact... Lucas had like nine movies already planned out when he went in. Now, now he didn't get to really produce all of the stories that he wanted to tell, but he did have a concept. And I'm, I'm willing to accept and, that he might not have known what was going on, but I have a better theory. I, I think okay. that a lot of times people think that it's the Force. But again, Anakin arguably probably knew more about the Force than most of the Jedi at that point. He was on the light side, he was on the dark side. He knows mm -hmm. both sides of the Force. He knows everything that's going on with the Force. And I don't want to attribute too much to George Lucas because I don't think he really thought about this when he did it. But no, I, had, I don't think he did. I had an epiphany. And my epiphany is that it's not about the force. See, 
the whole structure of Star Wars, the whole goal that Vader had was to get Luke to join his side. Yes? Sure. The two of us can become more powerful, overthrow the Emperor, and rule the Empire together. Right? The moment he found out that his son was alive, that was his game. That was his quest. Right? Sure. Everything Anakin hears about how personally evil his father is, is secondhand knowledge. Obi-Wan tells him how evil Vader was. Ah, uh, so you- No, so no, no. You, so, but, yeah. Okay. Yoda tells him how evil Vader was. And now there's no question that the uh, Republican Vader does evil things, but so do the rebels. And if you're only getting hearsay on either side, that can be a lot of propaganda. Did you just uh, call him the Republican Vader? No, re the Republic. The Republic is the Empire. Right, I understand. No, 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 but, I did call it the Republican Vader, but yeah. I, I kind of wish I did in hindsight because that's a funny joke. Um, I think that what he meant was, if you strike me down, I know your kid's watching me in the corner. I'm the <laughs> closest thing other than his uncle that you also had people gunned down, but that was all orders. He's about to watch you kill an unarmed old man who has done nothing but love him and support him and teach him righteousness and goodness. If you strike me down, I will become more powerful than you can possibly imagine because the love and empathy that he will feel for me will make it so he will never, ever join your side because nothing you can possibly do will undo the image of you striking me down in front of him. Right. However, go ahead. However, that kind of got pitched in the bin in the second movie. Once Luke finds out that Vader is his father. Yeah. He goes back to Force Ghost Kenobi and like, the fuck? Why didn't you say something to me? Come on. Right. And, he goes, and, and, and what did he say? What I said to you was true from a certain point of view. No, no, no. What, there's what kind no, of bullshit is that? There's no Come question on. about that. There's no. But then the question becomes, would Anakin really, be, or would Anakin, would Luke believe that Vader was his father if Obi-Wan told him? Or is it something that he needed to discover himself? I'm not saying Obi-Wan was perfect. What I'm saying is Obi-Wan represents good. There's no question. Uh -huh. Vader represents bad. I, I challenge the nerd audience that we have. <laughs> if Obi-Wan fights Vader to the death, keeps going with the duel and just gets beaten, is there a stronger potential for Luke to join the dark side? Because it's just two jet or two force wielders dueling back and forth and one loses as part of the battle. But if one diminishes their lightsaber, puts it down and stands there and watches the other one cut them down, does Luke ever get tempted by the dark side? I don't know if that would be the case because you'd still see Vader kill him. Like, I don't think because Vader, because Kenobi chooses to defend himself, that makes it any better in Luke's eyes. But I think there's a subtle, subtle part of Star Wars that implies that I might be right. And that is the retconning of Han shooting first. Oh, and that was, and but. Stupid but thing to do. But, thing to do. but it still gives the it still gives an understanding that there is something inside of George Lucas's mind going. If somebody strikes down an unarmed opponent, is that too much? Does that go too far? I mean, <laughs> that might have been in his head when he was going through and fucking with the original trilogy, yeah. going back and yeah, adding in the adding in the uh, the blast. But um, but yeah, but I think he's it was mostly because hey, kids are watching this. And they they might they might want to emulate Han Solo. Tweeners, so, listeners, in the comments of this episode, please make your voice heard. 
What do you think Obi-Wan meant? And do you feel like there is merit to what I'm saying? If Vader does not straight down Obi-Wan in that way, is there a stronger potential for Luke to join him? And could it be perceived that Obi-Wan let himself get killed to cement in Luke? Oh, he totally this, did. This is totally evil. Did. This man totally is evil. If you go on his side, it's evil. And oh. him giving Anakin one last shot, don't do it. I'm giving you the option to do the right thing here. Finally, one last time. Don't get but me you... wrong. Don't get me wrong. Kenobi totally did that on purpose. Oh, yeah. Because, because he knew Luke was watching. Yep. Like that. Yeah. Like there, there's no question about that. He yeah. did that because he knew the implications of, right, just like you said, he, he knew the implications of his actions. Uh, if I'm getting out of the shower and I'm home okay. alone, I'm letting it all hang out. But if I'm getting out of the shower, my girlfriend's at my place, you better know I'm sucking it in. I'm flexing a little bit. I'm arching my back. If somebody's watching, you're hyper aware and you put on a better show. So what you're saying is <laughs> if, if, if somebody's watching, you're going to sheathe your lightsaber. And my lightsaber has a mind of its own. <laughs> Mine's a purple lightsaber. It's dark. It's light. <laughs> Damn it. I did realize this morning, if you look, I have nothing but windows in my apartment and I'm right. walking downstairs. And, you know, before I was living in a cave in California, there were no windows in the apartment. And I, I walk around naked when I'm by myself. I do. And I realized that I was walking around naked and it's just anybody could walk by behind me. Do you have na- close by neighbors? I have neighbors directly on the side right next to me. And I realized that they have like a seven year old kid that thinks that my girlfriend's daughter lives here. Uh, so yeah um yeah that, that could be a little problematic a little bit so two nights ago we're sitting here on this couch over my shoulder watching mm-hmm. a movie and we look over we see chloe is at this this uh sliding glass door next to me we look over and we see that chloe is looking at her doppelganger there is a stray outdoor cat that is older than Chloe, but has almost identical marks to her. The same like I, and they're looking at each other right through this door over here. And as we get up and start recording, we notice that this outside feral cat is gnawing through this screen door. Oh, geez. She's already taken a chunk out of it and is working her way through the rest of it. And we cannot stop laughing. You might've been drinking a little bit and it is the funniest thing. Now at this point, you would normally tell the cat to stop, but it's already ripped the screen door right? It can't be more ripped. The apartment complex is already going to have to replace it. So we keep watching. And this cat starts going and Chloe starts messing with the cat and back and forth. Chloe will run up and like jump on the window and then come back and then curl up in my lap. We decided a while ago, did you ever watch Inventing Anna? Mm, no, but I, 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 it's about the fake heiress. Yeah. Right? So for those of you who have, we've decided that Chloe has Anna's voice. And so we're dubbing it and be like, why are you so stupid? Why are you outside? Why are you so poor? Why you have no home? You should have a home. Look at how much my owner loves me. He loves me so much. He feeds me all the time. And this cat is just gnawing at this thing. Now there are two chunks taken out of it. And this cat grabs the lower part of the wiring, puts both its paws on the door and rips it out the bottom. Like it's clear that this is not the first screen door that this cat has taken down, right? So we keep recording. I close the blinds, hoping that helps. The cat's still out there. We open the blinds. Jared, if I didn't have it recorded, I wouldn't have believed that it happened myself. We open the blinds back up. And yes, listeners, this will be a video for Between Two Sterns that will go online. (laughs) This cat sticks its head through the screen. Oh, wow. Puts both paws on the glass door 
and rips the whole fucking thing off of its hinges. The door? The, the door? whole goddamn door, Jared. Holy crap. Yep, that's a whole door that he's holding in his hand. So does the cat just live there now? It, it roams in the backyard over here. It has no home. And we told the apartment complex and they said, unfortunately, the SPCA or whoever it is, is like, well, if you can trap it and bring it in, we'll bring it in. But we're not going to send anybody out there. Jared, I cannot stress to you how fucking funny this thing was. It's, I, the, it's like the incredible cat hulk. Like what? How are you supposed to do anything with that? It's the big bad wolf. It was like, I don't care if your house is made of bricks, bitch. I'm coming in. and I'm getting you. I, I've never seen anything like it. And like I said, if we have a nine minute video that I'm cutting down because thank God we didn't stop recording after this thing. But you just hear me squealing. I'm laughing so hard in the background. <laughs> it is so funny, this cat. Rio? Wow, that's incredible. an impressive feat of cat strength. Incredible. Now, now Chloe's back over here looking for her. But I digress. This is not the important stuff. This no, is not the no, big it's not. Stuff. This has all been filler. It's all, everything you've heard up until now has been unimportant blather. I'm shocked you haven't fast forwarded to right now. They don't know how to fast forward to a specific moment. No, true. Also, they didn't know when the specific moment was. So suck it. So this this podcast, uh, over the course of its short history, has has reached several plateaus, several landmarks, sev Agreed. several different uh, milestones that we have reached in in our uh, you know in, in our relationship and the development of the podcast and just. Just different things that different mile markers that show that we are growing as a show from 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 birth of the show to uh, meeting director Jared Stern. Yes. To to uh, the two families getting together and recording live in the same room. That was a big deal. Meeting mm -hmm. Australian Jared Stern. Well, guys, we've got another milestone. Something that we have been working towards since this podcast got started. Since before We're, this podcast got started. This well, was sure, the yeah. original thing. This was the original goal. But, uh, but guys, mark your calendars for those of you in the D.C. and Maryland areas, which is a decent part of our listenership. Or if you're in South Africa and want to fly in, we're not discriminating against you. Anyone no. is welcome. If you, if it'll, it'll actually prove a shocking amount of commitment if you're willing to make the drive <laughs> from further out. So that's great too. Uh, mark your comedy calendars, June 24th and 25th. It's the between two sterns, between two stages, what? quote unquote, tour. Yes. We're not just together. one night, two but nights, two nights, two Jared Stearns, two nights. That's right. So in, uh, on the 24th in Ellicott City at the uh, Little Market Cafe, part of the Ellicott Silly Comedy Festival, uh, I will be headlining that show and Jared will be doing a short set as well. Yes, sir. And then the following night at Rock Bottom in Bethesda, Maryland, a mere stone's throw from where your parents live. My parents live there and their social can... security numbers are... You can look out there. You can look out their window and see Rock Bottom. Looking out their window and watching Rock Bottom while while I perform will be the closest they've ever come to seeing me perform. Right. Yeah. So if you'd like, if you'd like to see us hit Rock Bottom, I will. I am going to be doing. 
a half an hour set on that show. I'm not headlining that one, but my good friend Al Goodwin is headlining that show. It's going to be a very funny show. And Jared will be doing a short set there as well. So you've got two chances to see both Jared Stearns on the same stage. In one place. And then, and then on the Sunday, we're going to record live. Well, we record live all the time. But we're going to record together <laughs> in the same room and, and, and kind of recap everything. And I think that then will be the season three finale. Agreed. And guys, this is there's there's a lot of pressure on you guys to show up for this show because I haven't been doing comedy recently. And if you guys don't show up, I'm not going to do comedy anymore. <laughs> uh, you would think the pressure is on me to be funny, but it's really just a matter of whether or not you show up is whether or not I'm going to keep doing it. Now, on that note of ending season three of Between Two Sterns, it has been brought to my attention by more than one person that while the the name of the podcast Between Two Sterns, whilst hilarious fails to capture the essence of the fact that we are both named Jared Stern. And so I propose to Jared to marinate on possibly tweaking the title of the podcast to incorporate both of our names so that it doesn't just sound like we're cousins or brothers or just two people who have stern personalities. I think, I think we've made it pretty apparent to people in the description of the show. But people and, who watch descriptions. I'm just letting well, you know. That what about the, number of people? the opening of the show? The very opening of the show. What I agree. I agree. Jared Stern. I agree. I'm also Jared Stern. But what I have been told is if you look at the title of the show, it doesn't capture that essence. And I'm not saying what we I should change. You. I'm not saying we should change the title. But as we exit this episode, I'm going to propose a couple of options of names that people have thrown my way just to take a poll to see how the audience responds. Okay. Before before you do Go that, ahead. Who are these people? <laughs> who are these who? people? Uh, name names. I want to know. Who They're people. Who, 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 it's not just me. No, no, no. It's no, not I, just me. I, no, I, I don't believe you. I, I, <laughs> I, I want you to tell me who the people are. They're people. Anyway. No, they're not. They're not people. It's so true. here are a couple of ones that have been, I, I can promise you that while I have a couple in here and you will know which ones are mine, there are many that are not. So number one, the first one. How, how many do you have? I'm going to pare down the 15 that I have to only a few. Just bear with me. We've got like 10 minutes to kill right now. Okay. The first adjustment is simply to add into the title Between Two Sterns with Jared Stern and Jared Stern. The simplest possibility. Too bulky. Number two, to simply sub out the word two with Jared, between Jared Sterns. Simple, clean, probably the easiest. Mm. Two Jared Sterns are better than one. Nope. Tuna fish. What if you mix mayonnaise right in the can with the tuna fish? Hold it. Hold it, wait a minute, Chuck. Take live tuna fish and feed him mayonnaise. Oh, this is good. Call Starkist. Copy Jared, paste Stern. <laughs> these get increasingly awful. I, 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 I want to know who these people are, and it, 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 it better, it, I think it's just one person. I think it's you. <laughs> Lather, rinse, Jared Stern, repeat. Good Lord. <laughs> I like this one. If, if we were, I think we kicked this one around before. A pair of Jared Stearns. Well, why is that? No. It's a pair not... of Jacks, a pair of Jokers, a pair no. of Jared Stearns. Goodness. The, a couple of these are kind of similar, so just bear with me. Please, Jared I'll, Stern. Oh, oh, I, I'm going to bear with you. Don't worry. Jared Stern, there. double take. Uh, no. no. Jared Stern, double penetration. What's wrong with you? First of all, that's the closest one to between two Sterns that we have. Jared Stern, double penetration. 
but I know how much you like fun super words. So what about double Jared Sternatration? Seriously. What Guys, if you ever want to come see me do stand-up, it's a lot like this. It's performing <laughs> for silence. Two Jared Stearns don't make a right. What the hell? Two Jared Stearns make a podcast, make it a double Jared Stern. And my favorite, and I do not know how high or drunk we were when we came up with this one. And I have absolutely no idea where it came from, but I love Jared Stearns go hard on moms. I can't wait. I can't wait until I cut this episode together and add laugh tracks from every time you've laughed prior to the podcast <laughs> after each one of these things that I said. Jared, Jared, I gotta say, I mean, why are you trying to mess with a good thing? We, we got a good thing right now. We got the a good thing. Stearns is a good title. It's it's succinct. It's got an inkling of what, of what the show is about. You have to listen to the show and then it, we tell you what's going on. It's in the description. It's in the opening to the effing show. Agreed. Yes. But for the people who are not listening to the effing show, they don't know what our gimmick or our hook is. And that is the only point that was made to me. By who? By people. Who? My people. mother. Really? Yes. My mother has brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Jared Stearns go hard on moms. Hmm. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that aside from between Jared Stearns, which, at, which you're right, is probably the easiest fix. It is the easiest I just, fix. I just don't, I just, none of those. Jared Stern Universe, we need your feedback. We need your feedback. I really, really want a big turnout for Lather, Rinse, Jared Stern repeat. That's not mine, but I very much enjoy it. What if we did something really interesting? And just stick with me. What if mm. every episode of the podcast, we just had a different title? Yeah, that would really uh, foster a nice like, relationship with our listeners. We're like the speakeasies of podcasts. You, you don't know exactly where we are, but you got to know through word of mouth about how to find us. Right. Yeah, true. No, that's that's a great way to establish a nice, steady following. I feel like we should go in the opposite direction. How many podcasts are trying to get people to listen to them? All of them. Our hook, outside of the fact that we have the same name, is that we make it very difficult for people to listen to us. Not just because of the topics of the conversations that we talk about, but also because we hide where the podcast is. Jared, I love you, buddy. You know this. I do. I, I, I don't think that list has legs. What I'm hearing you say is... And, and, and if, that, if that list does have legs, it also has polio. <laughs> Hey everybody, thanks for sticking your ears between two sterns. Please leave us a five-star review, even if it's a sarcastic one. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have an idea for the show, or are you also Jared Stern? Shoot us an email. You can find links to everything at jaredstern.com.